everybody. This is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson, and to my left is Dave Horwitz. What up, what up, what up? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that felt good. Like, yeah. I knew I was going to say it, and I knew, I was like, this is a new one. I like that one. Uh, you know, I, there has to be something more than just, hi, Stevie, or hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I said, like, oh, hello, my little chicken once. That one was not good. No, I remember one time you said one, like, uh, I feel like you were like, hootie who? And I was like, I don't <laughs> That's know. exactly what it was. The I don't last know what episode. that was. Last episode I said, hootie who? It made me really uncomfortable. You seemed like you didn't like me anymore. Yeah, it made me feel like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I don't know about this guy that I recorded <laughs> 17 episodes of this show with. How come you only text, um, it, are we pronouncing it Beeb? B-E-B? Oh, Beb. So how come you only text Beb, but you didn't call me Beb? I think it just feels like that's what our texting relationship is. Like, it, like I think yeah. it's evolved. And I started it today. It's not like it was an organic thing. I forced it on you. You literally asked me if it was okay. I was <laughs> you like. You said, I like this new, uh, is it cool if I call you Beb? I really like it. And I said, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she's like, do you want to pick, you want me to pick you up? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great, Beb. <laughs> I really like it. It felt Right. It is right. But in real life, I don't want to call you Beb. I know. It does feel weird. It it's, feels too like... It feels like we're doing feels, sketch comedy characters. And yeah. who wants that? None of us. We're not that. Certainly not me. Me? I don't know. Let's ask our guest. She is a performer, a writer, an actor, and a ghost whisperer. <laughs> Ooh. No, that's what we decided that was a bad thing. Andre, it's a little bit. Of, yeah. It's a little bit true. It is a little bit true. Okay, her name is Andre Vermeulen. Yeah, hi guys. I call her Dre though, so hi, Dre. please prepare yourself for me to call her Dre the whole, yeah. whole time. Hi, Dre. Hi. How are you? Good. Oh. I'm jumping on this granola. I hope it's not offensive to the ears. No, as no. long as you turn your head a little bit, it's good. Want to hear a terrible thing? Yeah. yeah. Wait. Oh, your jaw is it clicking? It gets louder than that. Hang on. Why? Ooh, is that DMJ? I, I guess so. <gasps> wow. I don't you... know. I've had it for a while. I used to play soccer and I got elbowed in the face and it's been like this ever <gasps> since. Wow. That was high school. I think it's cool that you're very casual about it. You know, I just like <laughs> just be open right off the bat. I got elbowed in the face. Just let I you got guys some know what down. I got going on. Sometimes it gets really stuck and there'll be a huge pop. But I think... I've been told that I would have to break my jaw to fix it. Yes. Yeah, I was no, told by that dum-dum that you met. No, I what dum-dum? Dum-dum. I need to, t- well, real quick. The, we when have I, so much to talk so about. I, so I've got to get into I, this. I never had braces. I had retainers for a while. When I was I young, I got a first opinion that was like, you need braces. Uh, second uh, opinion was, you don't need braces. So my family was like, the one that's not going to be $11 that's, million, dollars, please. Yeah. But I do have a weird... Uh, my jaw grew weird. So after I didn't need braces, quote unquote, uh, I, my jaw grew in in a weird way. So now I have like a slight we're underbite. Both looking at your jaw and assessing. I'm see? like, it looks fine to me. I see what you're saying, but it's attractive. Yeah, it's mm. fine. You have a good face. Who cares? Well, that's nice. But in a health way, uh, we my family was like, oh, should we get this surgery? And the surgery was... I had a doctor explain it to me. He's like, well, we would break your jaw. And Shit. I immediately went, stop, stop right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just, they don't, they, um, that's so normal to them that and I don't. And they would wire you shut, right? And you eat things through a tube? Yep. They'd, uh, AKA a straw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I call, I mean, straws are tubes. They are tubes. Uh, no, Can yeah. Can I get a tube in my drink? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, I just felt like I didn't want that. But the funniest thing about it was I was 15 and I said, I can't have my jaw wired shut for six weeks. Like, I, I go to school. Like, I talk to yeah. Now is the time you can't have your jaw wired shut if you're going to shoot something, if you're maybe doing a podcast, if you're a professional adult. 15 is exactly when you want that to happen. Yeah. When you don't have any responsibilities at all. Mm-hmm. You blew it. I blew it. And when you're just stewing in your insecurity, I think it'll make you a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was pointed enough that I feel like maybe there's some areas you think I need Not to work you on. you personally. No, everybody 15. at 15? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a mess. I don't think I needed to be taken down at more 15, than... At 15, I was nearly 200 pounds and I was just about to go into Weight Watchers. Oh, damn. Oh. What a and dream. And I went because JB wouldn't dance with me at the dance. But he was also a fat kid, so I thought we had an alliance. And he wouldn't dance with me because he uh, thought I was too fat. How much of you... Does everything in you just want him to see you right now and be like, hey, JB, what now? You want to dance? Yeah. That's what I want. I want to, I want to do it for you. Nothing in me makes me feel better than getting revenge like that when someone does that. I'm like, oh, let's find a way to find him and get let's revenge. Find his address. Bing, boom. Hey, you want to dance? Hey, JB. I would lower my voice, too, just to help the situation. Hey. 
be more creepy. It'd be so scary. (laughs) He would have no idea. Um, Can we please talk about what's happening right now? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So. Oh, my God. Real quick, I thought of a cool thing you could say to him. Okay. (laughs) Uh, To JB? Hey, JB, you get TBS? You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, that's good. And for those of you guys who have no idea what the F we're talking about, um, Dre is on a show on TBS called Angie Tribeca, and it's really great. And she plays this incredible, um, like, very straight. Human robot. Yeah, human robot coroner. Coroner? Medical examiner. Medical examiner. Lots of dead bodies around me, though. Yeah. They're not dead. I think they are. (laughs) (laughs) She considers anyone dead. Yeah. Um, Hey, JB, contact your cable provider, Yeah. Then you can call him Beb. Uh It is coming out on Hulu, thank God, because let's be honest, no one has cable. Mm -mm. No one knows what we're talking about. (laughs) When does that come out on Hulu? Uh, It'll come out in May, like beginning of May. And season two comes out June 6th. June. Beginning of June. Check it out. Yeah, that's Wait, awesome. Okay, so one of the last times I saw you, because yeah. I haven't seen you in a while, uh, we were at a glamorous Hollywood party, which yeah. you were quick to point out I looked uncomfortable <laughs> at, and I was. Um, but you introduced me to yeah. this, and if this is not cool to say, let me know. But you said, hi, this is my boyfriend, and then you said his name. can't remember it. Well, we, we shouldn't a, say it anyway. It's good. We that's probably a, good. We had a, a brief, we had a little conversation. That was that. Yeah. And then a couple, like a month later, maybe, I got a text at uh, on like at, like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And it said, uh, hey, remember when I introduced you to my boyfriend? <laughs> that was premature. He's not my boyfriend. And I said, like, oh, boy, I know what that's like. But then that was the end of the chain. So, like, yeah. my whole text conversation history with you is like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I feel like I've been, what a cliffhanger. Yeah. I feel so like, fill us in. What has happened since then? What well, happened? Well, that was a life lesson. Don't date a married, well, a divorced person with small children, a recently divorced person with small children. Mm. And I learned a lot about boundaries and stuff. And uh, what, what can you teach us about boundaries? Through well, that? that I feel like I, you know, what's funny. Hmm. So just to get real weird right off the bat, yeah. I go to a healer and she's a little bit psychic. <sighs> and I had told her about this guy and she had an almost violent reaction and was like, no, you can't date him. He's just going to use you to suck your, like your good energy. He needs you to feel better. Wow. And um, I was like, that's silly. But it, it was very true. Wow. So he was just, he's in a, he's a good person. He's just in a dark place he's in a difficult place yeah not dark difficult and I made him feel good yeah he didn't return that in the end yeah and it became very clear and he he also knew that and so we ended it and he was like I can't I clearly can't give you what you deserve right now and so we both saw that and then it was over but it was very sad it's funny how something that's just two months can like destroy you for a little bit like oh yeah more it felt even though it it wasn't truly, but in the moment, and like right after that breakup, it felt more painful than my breakups that were like three or four years. And I think because you have no, you didn't even get a chance when it's two months and you're still in that hopeful phase. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, I don't know, there's a video of this girl doing gymnastics and she does a r- big running shot and <laughs> goes to hit the little trampoline to go up on the horse pummel or whatever it's called. And she just smacks her head right into it. And that's what it was like to yeah. me. Yeah. You think you're going to get over the, the horse or where the, what is it called? The pommel? pommel horse, A yeah. pommel horse. Okay. And you just smash your face into it. Whereas a long relationship, <laughs> yeah. you can see that the boat has a hole in it. I just love analogies. Mm. And you can see the water coming in and yeah. you're scooping it out. And then you're like, well, man, we're going to sink. Yeah. <laughs> and like part of you is like, okay, fine. Fine. You've come to terms maybe, with it. Maybe it's even better than watching it sink. You're just like, well, let's just drown, yeah? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. We could try to swim, but in different directions. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go to the U.S.? Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, my, my version of that with the boat is, is uh, oh, there's, uh, there's some water coming up from the bottom of the boat. We should... That's cool. I've never 
been on a boat that's slowly filling up with water. I <laughs> think I'll just kind of go with it until it's absolutely, there's no way that I could like survive and then I'll drown. And then maybe I'll like grab a life raft. Oh, no boundaries, Dave. That's what we'll call you from now on. Zero I tweeted something about, um, <laughs> I said, I tweeted, people who are good friends with their exes are people who are just uh, really bad at boundaries. Oh. And Dave texted me and was like, no, that, I tweeted. Oh, he it. tweeted at me, and he was like, "Oh, well, you could have just uh, po- posted this, posted in your, this. <laughs> on my Facebook." Wall. And I was like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, that like, wasn't about you, but it really sounds yeah, like it I'm was about you." I'm not friends with any exes. Me that's, neither. You, no, that's not true. There's one reason much older than me. We didn't really have a yeah. thing. I'm not friends with literally any of my exes. Yeah. For re- for reasons, mm-hmm. like I don't, I'm not a big believer in it. I actually think that there's something very unhealthy about people who need to keep exes around. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. No, I'm. Uh, it's don't. You're be... more open than I am, though. I'm like boundary oriented and yeah, aggressive. but I'm also learning to maybe do that less. And so, like the ex that I'm the closest with doesn't even live in this state. So yeah. we'll have a little okay. texting yeah. here and there, but that's it. And this most recent one yeah. uh, gave that a real shot, but yeah. I don't see that being a, no, 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 you no, know, no, no, no. I have to amend Just... something real quick. Actually, I'm friends with one of my exes. But just via text, it was my longest relationship. He has a wife and a kid Mm. and it's just friends via text and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a friend you can call that. But enough about this. Who cares? I have more important things that I need to talk to you about. (laughs) Okay. So you've had like a magical 24 hours. Yeah. Has it been more than 24? It feels like 32 now. So I'm bad at math. Me too. So I wasn't even going to go on a date with this person. Okay. I had been seeing someone else and I'm bad at dating. I'm bad at dating. I'm not bad at dating one person. I'm a bad at, I'm bad at the thing that you're quote supposed to do where you see several people and you like keep it cash until you whatever. Are you and supposed to do that? I don't it know. It feels I, like what people do, especially in LA. I'm not good at it. I'm First of all, I don't like everybody. So if I'm going to go on a date with you in the first place, I already have a little bit of a connection. So then if it goes really well and I feel more of a connection, then I, it feels weird to me to then go date someone else at the same level. It feels like The Bachelor. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. it's also, really... It's hard to also like, we've talked about this before together, like where dating is gathering information. Yeah. It is hard to gather information from one person and then another person and then yeah. another per- It's almost like you can't do the job well. No. And I'm like... For sure an introvert. So I also just feel like it's too much. It's just too many. And it's too much information to try and gather. So um, this person, it's so funny. So I had been seeing someone else and I had gone on three dates and I was like, I think I really like this person. We'll call them person A. And, well, they don't deserve that letter. Is the A considered better than B? (laughs) (laughs) No, A just came first. That's okay. Okay, so person A, like I'm drawing a diagram. Yeah. So person A, I did have a connection with, um, like, in the cores of ourselves. But then that person never texts me, doesn't um, try and set up another date. Like, everything would go so well, but then there was no... So I'm like, am I, in, am I in fantasy land here? But then would vocalize that they really liked me, but then were worried that I don't like them. So there's also, like, a... Yeah. Uh, there's an like insecurity too happening, and um, that's bad news. So... Then person B is hilarious and we had like an exchange on Twitter and then a little DM thing. And then Mm. um, I gave him my number and then I went on a date with person A, the third date. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to just see where this is going. But it's interesting. It's for sure there are some signs where it's easy for me to fall into like fixing it. And making it work, mm-hmm. which I'm like too good at. Yeah. You find that's something you do a lot? I have done a lot and I've really worked hard not to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I want. And even in doing that, I'm, I've gotten better at like stating my needs and setting boundaries and whatever else. But then I'll, I'll still be like in it, but that's happening. And then it ends quicker now. That's good. Hence the two month thing. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, as but, long as you can see it eventually. Yeah. So I'm getting better at it because then this person A, I'm like, okay, uh, just after three dates, I was like, maybe, but then I don't think so. So long story short. So then I went to do a show, my friend Alana's show, and I'm just being a backup dancer. This is not a representation of my comedy in any way. It's ridiculous. 
and person B was going to come to that show and that was sort of like a sort of like a first date sort of thing. And I'm just brutally honest with everybody and I can't help it. And I had texted him and I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm seeing somebody and I think I really like them and I want to just see where it goes. So that's where I am in my life. Um, if you want to still come to the show, I'd love to see you and I'd love for you to come. But I just wanted to tell you that. So if I'm not as receptive to you, I don't want you walking away like, does she not like me? Is there something yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. It's so just where I am. Yeah. So let's pause it right there, right? So you text this guy this really honest thing. We're like, yeah. I'm dating someone else. Come to the show if you want. You're still welcome. Yeah. I swear to you, 90% of the guys that I have talked to in my life, if I were to text them something like that, would respond with, I definitely won't come to that show. Yeah. And he he responded with such a healthy, amazing, and funny response. And he was just like, oh, man, yeah, I get that. Okay, well, I wish you guys all the best. And uh, I hope this relationship goes south very quickly. <laughs> just like and then, nice, yeah. but still so very, funny. Yeah, funny and honest. And he did come to the show. He still came. Can you believe he that, Dave? He still came to the show. That's pretty good. That, like, makes me so happy. Yeah, and he has told me, well, okay, I'll do the story in order. Yeah. I'll tell you what he said later. But, so we also had this joke through text, and he was like, at one point, and we had been texting, and our text exchange is, like, so good and funny, and, and we get each other, and... He was like, I'm going to go to a yoga class. And I was like, cool, make sure you write me a full report. And <laughs> we had this back and forth. And then he was like, okay, well, I was like, great. So, like, typed and printed, thanks. And Did he bring so that? So he came to the show knowing that I'm like, he can't date me. And he fucking typed no. and printed no. a report about this yoga class. And he gave it to me. Oh, that is so funny. And he's like, read this later. And just talk, so I'd never talked to him in person. And then in person, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> because I'm attracted to him. We got along really well. It was He's just so funny. Easy. You're funny with him. Yeah. And so now I have this note in my pocket. And he gives me a ride home. And great. And just like gives me a hug. And I go inside and I take a bath. I take a bath like every night. P.S. Um, and I read <laughs> this yoga report. <laughs> it's so funny. And I just text him. And I was like, oh, my God. And though we were texting back and forth and he was just so direct, like, I know you have these rules, but if, if you would go on a date with me and break them. And I was like, yeah. And we're talking about it. I was like, this is also a small, we all kind of live in Los Feliz. You run into everybody. I know. It's also so weird. Then if I would run into this other guy who also lives in Los Feliz and I don't know. And he was like, cool. So let's go to the West side. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Yeah. And we like set up that way. It eliminates the fear of running into someone too, which is nice. Yeah. It's just a smart, that's a really smart move. Yeah. And so I just thought about it for a little bit and I was like, fine. Okay, fine. (laughs) Go on this date with you. So that was Friday night and we're, he had a stand up show and we're going to the show first. And then he made a reservation at Crossroads, which is P.S., like the it's fanciest. The it's so good. Vegan restaurant. It's good though, right? So good, like non-meat eaters. Was it your first time? Second. It's so good. Beyond good. I know. Where is it? Samir took it's me. On, you know Samir? Yeah. It's on Melrose, right? Yeah, it's on yeah. Melrose. It's confusing it's because the improv. I find the name of it confusing though. Because like, there's a there's, story. Yeah, because it's yeah, named, and it looks like a steakhouse. They're yeah. just trying to confuse you, which I think is cool. I do too, because it's like fancy schmancy, but it's yeah. a vegan restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I, I know exactly where that is. Wow, I did not know what that was. Yeah, yeah. it's a good Interesting. restaurant. Interesting. So I go to his show, but it's a weird show. It's not a normal show. It's a benefit show at a pizza place, and like, but when I get there. I know everyone is performing, so I feel very comfortable. We have, like, so many of the same friends, so it's been, like, very easy when you run into people. And then, um, but that was a weird show for him to see. And I was like, yeah, well, so was, oh, I forgot this. So when he came to see my show, I'm, like, first of all, being a backup dancer, that's not my comedic voice at all. Mm -hmm. It's funny. But, and then second of all, it was so hot and I'm like sweating and my hairline sweats and my bangs are sweaty. And it's just like, so I'm like dried sweat when he first mm-hmm. meet me. And not even dried at first, like drying. Yeah. <laughs> and he still liked me. 
Yeah. And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> what would not be likable? You could dump water all over you and it would not be gross. Like, <laughs> you look like a goddamn angel. Of course he liked you. Let's not be surprised. He should like you. Oh, my gosh. So he was like, this is not a good show for you to see. And I was like, oh, like that show yeah. you saw of mine was a good show to see. Yeah. So now we're even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we go to Crossroads. It's a great date. We eat exactly the same, which is just the icing on the cake. Tell me how you guys eat. We're both vegan and gluten-free. I said this to my... <laughs> I said this out loud to someone else today. I was like, they both are gluten-free and vegan. <laughs> and he was like, match made in heaven. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It is a very... We- it's re- weirdly connective. It just yeah. makes to, things so much easier. I know. It's weirdly connective to meet someone who eats the same way you do, so yeah. you never have to we feel bad. We don't talk about it. We don't have it's to... It's just a way of living. We can share everything. No this one needs huge. to be like... Because a lot of times, like, it doesn't matter to me if someone eats differently from me, but it usually makes the other person more uncomfortable, actually. And they'll be like, well, what can you eat? And if a guy's trying to take you on a date, they get really anxious and overwhelmed by that. And, you know, they want to And they feel like they have to figure it out as if they have to take you to a restaurant that's not a normal restaurant. Like, it's it makes me apologetic, to be honest. Like, when I date someone who eats differently than I do, it makes me very, like, I'm sorry. I know you don't like vegan food. And I don't, I'm not vegan, but I love vegan food. And it's probably my number one choice. And so... So if I'm like, I want to go to a vegan place, I feel like I have to apologize the whole time. And that's tough. And it's interesting. It's like two very specific details, the way that we eat. But it's made it so we never have to talk about food. I absolutely love that. Whereas if someone's different, then it's like you're talking about food. And I'm like, oh, and it makes it worse. And it's like, we shouldn't be talking about food. How about like talking about us and like yeah. things we have in common? So I love that. was that. really cool. Andy doesn't drink. And I was like, thank God. Like, I don't say I don't drink, but I don't drink a lot. And I rarely drink. So it's like, and I feel sick usually. And I often won't drink at a party. So that was also like, oh, that's a relief. Yeah. And then everything huge that's relief. happening between you is real. Yeah. You're yeah. actually connecting you're because neither drunk. of you are drunk. Yeah, we talk about we, that a lot. We talk show. about it a lot because it's obviously crazy. like he and I have different. I say I don't drink because I'm like, I just don't really like I drink yeah. like once a year and I don't know if you can call it drinking. But then Dave drinks and then always regrets it. And yeah. so we talk about this a lot with with dating. <laughs> like we really do because it's a very I was saying like I now only date guys who don't drink. There's yeah. like absolutely no exception. I date men who don't drink because I don't drink and it makes my life better. Yeah. I love connecting with people and like actually looking at someone and like being mad if you're really mad instead yeah. of just being drunk and then mad or whatever, yeah. you know, it's really nice. So he's vegan-ish, he's gluten-free and he doesn't drink and you are all those things. Yeah. Ugh. So that's kind of crazy. It's great. And then this has never happened in my life and I don't know what's going to happen. I've had to sort of turn my brain off. Yeah. And not be fearful of what's going to happen or not. But, um, and you know, early on we were talking and like, I'm introverted, he's extroverted. So I was kind of thinking that this whole, you know, we went on the date on Friday night and it was great. And then he was like, well, you know, I want to see you again very soon. And he's like, can we just, can we not play games? Can we just see each other? And I was like, yeah. Let's just do that. And then he was like, okay, I'm seeing a movie tomorrow this time with my friends. And I had like, I don't know, do I go? I text you. I was like, do I go to the movie? I don't know. And I went to the movie and then we went to lunch and then we walked back to my place and then we walked my dog. And then he was like, um, I had a show that was last night and in lunch, he was like, do you want me to come to your show? And I was like, yeah. That's nice. So then, but he already is like retaining things about me. So after walking the dog, he was like, well, how about I'll, I'll leave you for just a little bit so you can recharge your batteries. So I meditated and I I like recharged my batteries. And then he was like, and then we'll, how about we get some food and then we go to your show. And I was like, great. So then we got dinner then we went to my show. Then we went back to his place and like, just so nice. And like, we haven't slept together. It's great. And... Um, but just like really connected and like very, but like affectionate and kissing and like, I like the way he touches me and, um, I don't know. I just like, I like it. And then, I love <laughs> then, we, then he drove me home. We went to sleep and then 
this morning we went to a dog brunch and huh. then we just went to a backyard party and he's going to pick me up after this. I don't know. But last night... This has night, been like 48 hours. Yeah, but last night we talked about it and I'm glad and he's like, this is nuts. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I've never done this. And I was like, oh, I was thinking maybe because you're extroverted. Yeah. This happens all the time and my brain has been going like, well, he always we'll does see. This. Maybe he's like MIA in a day. You know, when someone is yeah. more upfront, they tend to... Um, so it's interesting, like we've both never had this happen. Yeah. Whoops. I think that's what's so special about it too. Like when you said that he doesn't, you were like, I assumed he probably does this all the time. Like, yeah. and he doesn't. I like that part of it a lot. Because yeah. I think that my dad always has like this theory where he's like, you'll just meet someone and you'll ha- start hanging out with them and you'll never stop. And like, he's always said that <laughs> about like falling in love, like, and the person you marry. He's yeah. like, for, he's like, it's nuts. You'll just like. He's literally like, the moment I met your mom, I never spent a day without her. Wow. But what he failed to say is that they met in rehab, so of course they couldn't spend a day so without each other. they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave. They were both stuck. Um, <laughs> but um, I think that's like true in some ways. I think it's most people have that similar story, and yeah. I like that. And I love that he hasn't done it before, that it's new to both of you. Yeah. And that both of you are like, I don't know. Like, that yeah. you, you are being a little cautious and like kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it could all blow up, who knows? But I'm just trying not to think that way. I'm not thinking that it will blow up. I feel like sometimes then you make things blow up. I'm just being really positive and sort of like in the moment. And it is, I think it's good though that we both have verbalized like, and I said to him, I was like, yeah, my brain sometimes has been like, this is nuts. You're spending too much time with him. Yeah, sure. But then I just trust my gut. But also, at least, okay, here's what I would say if, I know you pretty well. And I would say that if you were always doing this, yeah. if you're like, I met this guy and we spent 36 <laughs> yeah. hours together, I'd be like, Dre, this is sort of your pattern. And yeah, like, yeah. you probably should lay off a little or whatever. If this was your normal pattern, I'd be like worried. Yeah. But because it's not, I think it's actually... Um, a really good thing. You're kind of breaking a little bit of the boundaries and the rules that you've put up. Yeah. And I think sometimes only ma- like magical things come out of breaking your rules. Yeah. I, Cause I'm huge on rules, especially relationship. And yeah. like in the past have been like, Oh, I can't text him yep. or I can't. So I even text Stevie yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw this really cute cat photo and I want to send it to him, but then I would be texting first today. And I was like, send it. Yeah, and I sent oh, it, nice. and I didn't regret it. But I even told him that. I was like, I was afraid to text you. And he's like, well, I've been afraid to text you. Like, I don't know, what are yeah. the rules? And I just said, you know, I like how much you text me. I like people who text me. If someone's withholding with their attention, I lose interest. Yeah, of course you do. And also, you'll date it. I, if someone doesn't text me enough, if someone's not giving me the things I need, I'll go find it elsewhere and not Mm -hmm. in a vindictive way, in a way of being like, I I need this. Yeah. And especially with like, you know, it's 2016 with texting. I feel like I have like five to six friends that I text every single day and I hear from every single day. Your boyfriend or a guy you're dating or a girl you're dating better be one of them. Yeah. I do not like people who are like, he never texts me. I'm like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, which was the main problem also in my last relationship. Yeah, it's not something you know. Never text me. Like, never, especially if they were working. And I'm like, in this day and age when your phone is on your body at all times, you could just send an emoji. Even if you can't have a conversation, you also have a lunch break. Oh, that's my biggest. Yeah, that's that's, lazy uh, as fuck. Yeah, phone stuff is is, is such a, it's such a transparently, the the problem with it is, yes, my, I say it all the time. It's like your phone is one foot away from you. Our phone yeah. is, each of us has our phone three inches away from our yeah. body right now. Yeah. All of us. On, all fo- on like, the table. Come yeah. on. So when, so yeah, so when I would be with someone, it would be like going south and literally we're constantly in yep. text communication and then it stops. It's like, it's done. I know what's happening. Yeah. Don't pretend. You've said like, it. Oh yeah. You've, you've said to me, you're like, I know exactly what's happening right yeah. now. And then I'm right. And yeah. then four days later, <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, yeah. And it's also mean and so withholding, like the it's lack so of texting sucks. But it's also like, you know, with my ex, I would keep saying that I needed that, but he just couldn't do it. And I realized like, oh, you're just not thinking of me. And that's so hurtful. Yeah, it's tough to... Do you think that's what it was? It's not just that's the way he communicated or that's not the way he communicated? You think he wasn't... I think it's both. Hmm. Like he's not someone who thinks of other people. And he had said at the end of, you know, the reason our relationship ended is because he 
doesn't want to ever put someone else as a priority in his life. Oh, he actually okay. said that. No, well, you can, really? Yeah. I mean, if you can verbalize that, Not then, someone who should be in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. Or a long-term one at yes. that. Yeah. Or maybe like, oh. yeah. And, and you know what? Like, like at the very end, he actually said every time somebody, and this is when it's like, I think he knew. It's like, okay, we're all done now. So he was like, every time there's another engagement announcement, a wedding or a baby, I just cringe because I know everyone thinks that we're next, and I'm like, nope. <gasps> Said that to me. Ew, I just got chills in the bad was that way. During the breakup or before? This is during a breakup talk. Oof, Goodness. This is tough. Well, Very it's, mean. it's just, it's also just someone like, it's a good example of someone who shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. Who doesn't know what it's like to put someone first. It is like the pleasure of my life to put people before me. Yeah. Sincerely. Like it is something that I live for. Like I will buy gifts for people when I'm out because it gives me pleasure. And I will put you before me if I know it will make you happy. Yeah. And I'll almost do it to a fault and I have to overcorrect. But like it is the pleasure of my life to do that. Yeah. You got to find someone who matches you on that. Yeah. Does so far does this um, new Mister Number Letter B do that? Yeah, like I have a this beaker bottle. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to use it in a bit because I like to put lemon in my water. But if you don't wash it, them, yeah, yeah, they get weird right away. And I and then you can't get in because the top is so small. Yeah. and I don't have a proper uh, brush cleaner thing. Mm-hmm. And so he yesterday just brought me the bottle brush cleaner over. No, he didn't. Yeah, so now I can use it. <laughs> I cleaned it today. I love that. That's, That's really, really nice. thoughtful. It's also really thoughtful. And it's just, it's, it proves that it doesn't have to be a big thing. No, it means so much. I haven't been able to use this water bottle and I haven't thought of buying one myself. No. It's not like I'm not able to buy one myself, but I just haven't it's thought of it. It's not number one priority. Yeah. Well, but for him to be able to think of you like that says, this person is thinking of you. Yeah. And that's something that was missing before for you. Yeah. And something that's clearly um, very intact. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. One thing that sounds cool about it is that because like, you know, you can have a whirlwind romance that's like super chaotic where it's like we I've been, you know, whatever. I haven't been in my own bed in like six days. Like, yeah. it's, you know, whatever. And sometimes there's drugs or alcohol involved for, for all you're saying about it being this. It started here and it hasn't ended. It's so it's very like respectful. Yeah, it's like functional. It's sober. And there are, ba- there are boundaries beds. attached, yeah. honestly, like. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Yeah. I, I think it's actually really interesting because it's like, it probably feels to you like you're just like, okay, you just got on a motorcycle and you're both riding it. But yeah. like, sounds like to me that you both are actually allowing room for boundaries and he's respecting your space and he's yeah. respecting that you're an introvert, which is huge. As a, for, as a fellow introvert, yeah. having someone respect when you're an introvert is like somebody giving you a cake. Yeah. It is like someone being like, I see who you are. I'll raise you one. <laughs> yeah. And it's your favorite flavor. No big yeah, deal. I yeah. listened. <laughs> yeah. It's really special. Yeah. I love this. I also have started, uh, you know, I, I've told you about like um, my relationship that started like yeah. this. And I think it's so much fun when it starts like this. Yeah. I've never had anything start this fun. <laughs> yeah. Because normally it starts with like, even if you're not saying you're doing games or whatever, it starts with games. Yeah. It starts with being aware that you're like, we're all dating different people, even if someone's not saying it. And then like people will throw in little things that imply, and you're just like, yeah, this is tainted. I hate this. Yeah. Like today. So we were just at a backyard party and he introduced me to someone. He's like, and this guy's like, oh, we've met. We've met right now. And I'm always like, yeah, we've met. I don't want anyone to feel bad, even if I don't remember them. And I don't know, his face did look familiar. And he was like, yeah, the other night at um, wherever. And I'm thinking like, oh, no, that's not me. And and we both <laughs> felt it. And it was before we went on our first date. But then Guy B was like, so right away was like, that was a date. Yeah. Um, that was before we went on a date. It was a, it was a first date and a last date. And Great. that was it. So it's like all those things are just immediately squashed. Yeah. And that he's not, ma- he's not making you sit on it and think about it and yeah. build a story. He's like squashing it and addressing it. Yeah. There's just an honesty there. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's huge. And it's not so how most people operate. No. And like, so any little thing, we've just addressed it. Like, this is crazy. I, you know, I've been afraid to do this. I don't know. Just, it's just interesting. I love it. I um, 
you know my best friend Vin yeah I have talked about him a little bit he was asking me what my um dream date would be and I said uh it lasts 48 hours and he was like what do you mean you just be like eating all day and I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> yes we'd have two breakfasts together two lunches two dinners and probably some snacks yeah I just want to see what you're like yeah <laughs> it's nice to have like a 48 hour date and like just get a crash course in learning someone and being yeah. like will I even like this person in 72 hours who knows yeah yeah. I know, today after the party, he's like, and we yeah. still, okay, so date number three, and I'm like, I love that date number three is like... It's date number three is day number three. Yeah. It's not a date. It's yeah. a whole day. And you're like, okay, cool, so still like each other, still want to hang out with you, that's fun. I think kind of like key, key to this too is like checking in also, yeah. and like being able to say those things like, hey, you still like me? And the person being like, yep, yeah. I'm still good, <laughs> yeah. I'm still good, I'm still on board. Yeah. That's a, it's just such a really good litmus test, because how many people can you name platonic romantic anything in between where you want to spend that much i mean i think i, I know some people that uh, up on first meeting them was like oh if if we were in a car together uh or like you know what a, a road trip a, 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 a you know whatever a boat ride yeah. like something that you couldn't escape for a long time oh yeah. we'd probably be good we'd probably be okay but i don't know even like some of the best first dates i've gone on i don't know what would happen if like yeah. if, if it was a home run if after you know three four hours it went Okay, well, now we have to, there's an arbitrary reason why we have to continue this. I don't know if that would have been good with all those people. Yeah, I know. So it's something to really think about. Yeah, especially, yeah, think about it. Really think about it. Are there, can you list five people that you would want to spend 72 hours with? No. Me neither. And even in this, like, because I am so introverted, like, I do feel tired. I'll be honest. I feel tired right now, but it's like a good tired. Yeah. Like, I feel happy tired. But also, I feel like he'd respect if you wanted a nap tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you've also been going to a lot of social functions. Yeah. That's part of the problem. You're going to shows, and then you're going to a barbecue, and yeah. then you went to a dog party. Like, you're doing things that even if you were doing by yourself, you would be drained. Yeah, and I would never do them, which is interesting, too. So it's like a good, it might be a good balance for me, too, because there are some things that I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't have gone to any of those today. No. But because someone else is in it with me, I'm like, okay, let's just pop in there. But also, like, maybe the thing, too, about, like, something about being an introvert, sometimes I think having a team member, yeah, like a teammate, actually makes you feel less of the things that you feel when you're out. Yeah. Like, just having someone who stands by you and is actually on your team, yeah. it actually kind of is bearable. Yeah. I find that it's much more bearable. Like, when me and you would go to parties together, mm. it was always easy and fun. Yeah. You know, you understand where the other person is without yeah. saying it. And we both know we're going to leave early. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just that. And you could just check in. Yeah. Oh, there's something. This is another funny thing. What? So when he came to my show last night at UCB, now this is maybe 24 hours of hanging out. Uh, he went to go outside in the line and I was going to go in and we were like, okay, bye. And we both. And then we gave each other a kiss. Outside of UCB, never would I do that. Especially when it's like, this, yeah. I don't know if this is my, this isn't my boyfriend yet. And, and I don't know if he will be. It's just like, it's just a weird, um, too soon. And, but we both did it. We both, and then we talked about it after. Like, I would never do that. And he's like, yeah, I would never do that. And then, and we had both thought like, should I do that? And then we both trusted our gut. Yeah. But it's interesting that it's interesting to me because all these things you guys would never do, both mm -hmm. of you. Um, and I think it's interesting that you're both allowing yourself to just be instinctual and just do it. Yeah. Also, don't you kind of think there's a piece of me that's like, don't you kind of think my dad is right? Like, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think he's right. Like, There is a part of my brain that I think we all have and we can't help. Part of my brain is like, you know, the fear in you that uh, luckily I've been able to hear that voice and just kind of laugh at it, as my therapist would say, like, ha, you're funny. Yeah. Because that voice, wanna, not even in relationships, everywhere in life, that brain, that little voice comes up that wants us to doubt ourselves or think that everything's going to go wrong, and it, it sabotages you in the end. And if you learn to just kind of laugh at it, I mean, listen, you need to be logical in a lot of situations, mm -hmm. but that's been popping up a lot. And even right now, I'm like, yeah, we could do this whole podcast about it, and maybe I won't even hear from him tomorrow. <laughs> no. Know. You well, know? Well, the interesting the, the thing that I was thinking, especially like this thread of can you name other people you'd want to do this with, is that it sounds like it's going great, and it sounds like it's building to something, but on the off chance that it doesn't, it still seems like such an amazing thing to have experience. And it's 
I don't know. I think maybe just it's where I'm at, or maybe we all are currently in life, but I think just after a couple of experiences stacked on top of each other for me, if that happened for me and then I never saw that person again, for some crazy, if it was circumstantial or if it didn't work out or if they met someone else, I think just knowing that I would, I was able to do that, like capable yeah. of doing that and having never done that really before, even with the great loves of my life, I, yeah. the most, I, I've spent that much time with them on vacations, like a year into the relationship, but never like right off the bat. So it's kind of, I think whatever happens, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Each person teaches you something that you need for your next thing. Yeah. And you know, my healer was actually, so married guy was so great for the first five weeks and treated me in a way that I hadn't been treated and I really wanted to be. So she had me like take a moment and imprint how that felt so I can recognize it with, because you can't just recognize things with your brain. You need to recognize with your gut and how you feel. So I imprinted that and then, you know, I don't know if person A really taught me anything, but, and with my ex, um, I learned a bunch of things and I needed to be with him because he is a kind person and I had come off of a terrible relationship mm. where he was so emotionally abusive and I didn't have any trust and you know then this last ex was I was able to trust again and to love again and really be vulnerable and and build something so everybody teaches you something that you need yeah yeah and and sometimes the things um they teach you are just things that you'll do differently next time. Yeah. Sometimes it's like not a huge lesson. It's just like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I'm not interested in dating that ever again. <laughs> yeah. It took me dating a bunch of guys in a row. Like, you know, my big last relationship ended really terribly. And then like a year and a half after he was like, oh, by the way, I'm an alcoholic. And I got sober after we dated. And I was like, oh, aha, that everything, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. But I still dated guys that seemed to drink too much because it's very prevalent in L.A. Mm -hmm. But I dated a bunch of guys that seemed to drink too much until finally one day I was just like, oh, this is a thing I don't like. Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> like this. Yeah. And then started dating guys that don't drink. And it like took, it didn't just take like having one bad relationship for me. It took dating, casually dating guys that I was like, I don't want to go to a bar. No. I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to a bar and drink sparkling water while you have alcohol. This is not fun for me. Yeah. Take me to the dog park. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take me bowling. Fuck. Take me to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Yes, take God. me somewhere fun. I think that might be expensive, but. Yeah, take me there then. Yeah. Like, take me there. I deserve it. Um, yeah, I think, I do think it's tough to look at relationships like that. I think sometimes because there's so many emotions attached to it. But like, mm -hmm. I think if you actually look at everything, you're like, I'm glad I dated that person. It taught me this. Or I'm glad I had that experience. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit more. We're almost done, but I do want to talk to you oh, about it like, fast. I know it's quick, right? Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about like the mind, because we've talked about this together, the mind body sort of like connection. Yeah. And we've, um, I thought it was interesting earlier, you were saying that you're like, I don't normally do this, but I'm letting down some of my boundaries. And I feel like you did that with food too. And mm -hmm. it's coinciding with like the lean, a little bit of nice, like leniency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I just sort of let go of it's interesting if you let go of all the hard rules that you create in your mind and you listen to your body. It's funny for me because then listening to my body, I'm gravitating towards the very rules that I set in the beginning anyway, but they're, they have no weight to them. They have no guilt to them and they have no judgment to them. Yeah. And, and that's very I different. I feel so much better. And then the things that I am choosing actually can be good for me. Yeah. Whereas I, if you think you, you should do something, it's yeah. not going to affect you as well as if you want to feel good doing something yeah. Yeah. and you do something because it, you notice that it makes you feel good. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And I think it's interesting how things fall into place when you start doing that, when you actually start, you, you connect to what your mind feels, what your body feels, and yeah. you're really like in tune with the feelings, not just the thoughts, Yeah. not just like. I have these like very strict thoughts because I relate, obviously. Yeah. Like you've seen me try every t way of eating yep. and go through everything of being like, can't have this. I have to have this. I can't have this. I can't. It was so many restrictions. And when I let them go, 
everything else fell into place. Yeah, and I And I still gravitate towards certain things. Yeah, and like sometimes I'll say I'm vegan just to, so if other people want to know, but for me, I'm like, I don't really need a label and... Yeah, I was going to write an article for someone called Why I'm Vegan But Not Vegan. Because like if I if your mom made a cake, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that. Like I'm not going to not eat it because I'm vegan. Yeah. Just like so situations and just allowing myself in a situation. And it also doesn't mean that I should feel guilt and have to have the cake if I don't feel like having cake. Yeah. So it's just like no rules about it at all. And it goes beyond just like what you eat. It's just like in life. Yeah period and listening to your body and your body will tell you not just food but just it, any even people like that whole healer the healer that's what she's like been teaching me to do and even when you encounter someone you can you can feel in your body if if you are open to receiving someone or if they're yep. not and oh my gosh and yeah. we usually trust our head and it gets us in trouble and we also trust our social cues yeah i trust sometimes i'll like trust well, everyone else likes them. Right. And yeah. like, but my experience. So maybe with I'm the, not seeing something. Yeah. And my experience with people sometimes is very opposite of what everyone else likes them. But I'm yeah. like, but I don't like how they feel. Yeah. And I was, I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, I think it's pretty okay to break up with someone and just be like, this doesn't feel good to me anymore. Yeah. Because some, yeah, we can go through the reasons why we don't connect or why in the long term this wouldn't work out. But the reality is if you're really in tune with it, this stops feeling good. Yeah. Like, yeah. or it just feels good. Yeah. Like it is almost that simple, which is so infuriating. Yeah, which is what I've just been doing this for these it feels 48 good. hours yeah. or whatever it is. I'm like, I don't know. It feels all right. Wait, so it's been happening since Friday. Since Friday at 7 p.m. Oh, I'm bad at math. I wish we could calculate Friday how many hours it's been. Friday at 6.45. Friday at 6.45. So then Saturday at 6.45 is 12 hours. Sunday today at 6.45 will be 48 hours. Wait, is that true? Mm-hmm. 12 it was 24 hours would yeah, be right? Is that right? Saturday at 6.45. And then, so then tonight at 6.45. Yeah, it'll be have been 48, 48, 48 hours. 48 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So not even that long. Oh my gosh. It feels long. Mm-hmm. It feels like you've been texting me about this for seven days straight. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. And it all came in. I know we're running out of time, but uh-huh. you okay. actually pushed me to do this. So married guy would keep popping up on my Instagram and it would make me feel bad, but I didn't want to, like he would comment out of the blue and be a little withholding with his likes and with his comments. And his comments were nice, but they weren't making me feel good. And Stevie suggested actually that I block him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I also didn't want to block him because I didn't want to give him that. Like I didn't want to give him that he affected me, but then I was like, you know what? No shame in in pain. No shame in pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's my new slogan. So I blocked him and within less than 24 hours, he texted me like, what happened to your Instagram? So proof that he was always looking at my Instagram and being withholding and calculating with when he was responding. And I just said, yeah, I... I had to block you. I just feel like I don't like when you comment and, you know, my heart was very hurt and I just feel like, oh, someday I'll unblock you, but I just don't want to see stuff from you right now. And the minute I did that, this came into my life. Yeah. I am a big believer that when you leave, because I think we leave, um, I don't know what you would call them, like lines open. Yeah. I think sometimes we're afraid of being actually alone. So we leave lines open, oh, whether yeah. whether that's, an ex who texts you once in a while, mm-hmm. or if it's a dating app, or if it's a person who texts you and you know they want to date you, but you don't want to date them. Yeah. We leave these lines open. Yeah. Literally, the second you close them, the second you are clear with them, yeah. and you create a boundary saying, I don't need this because I have like honest to God faith that something better is like coming to me. Yeah. It always comes. Yep. And I had deleted the fails. dating app that I was on. Yeah. And I also, uh, what was the third thing that I did? Um, oh, shoot. There was something else I was thinking of. You blocked the guy. I you deleted the, guy, the dating app. And there was something else. Oh, and someone else in the community who's a lovely person had asked me to coffee, but I just don't feel like dating them. And normally I would have gone out of obligation. Mm-hmm. And I might have even made that try and work and date that yeah. person. And I thought, you know what? I don't need to... I don't need to go on a date with this person just because they asked me on a date. And it doesn't mean they're not a lovely person. I just don't think we would be 
compatible in that way. Yeah. But I normally would go on it because of a fear that I will be alone or that no one else will ever ask me on a date again. Yeah. Or that or that even if you're like, I don't really want to go on this date, sometimes we say yes out of fear of they will see me as an asshole if I don't go. Right. Why not? I'll just try it. I'm like, and we've, t- I've talked about this a thousand times, but I, I'm either like a yes or a no. Yeah. If it's not a yes, it's a fuck now. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really, <laughs> aggressively. it's a very streamlined, streamlined approach to decision making. And I think it's, I don't know. I was literally, I think this was yesterday. Yesterday I was talking to someone and she asked me, cause she was saying, uh, it was just a friend who was, saying like her boyfriend her ex uh, a guy that she was never even official with who like has a girlfriend and he's still texting her this stuff and he the, what what really made it snap is that he started like he sent some kind of inappropriate text and she was like oh this is gross she's like why do we put why do we put up with this stuff from these people and i was like well we do it because we're because it's like attention or affection and we sometimes convince ourselves that even if it's from the wrong source like even if you know intellectually mm-hmm. it's not going to I don't want to be with this person there's no future here but just seeing specific words or knowing that there's like an act of or even just sex like even just yeah. like well I'm going to sleep with this person because they they want to have just for the pure reason that they want to yeah. and that makes you feel good but it after a certain point it doesn't feel good anymore and that's why i was like yeah no i'm not in for that anymore with people because i can tell like it's it it goes beyond intellectually like you can tell in your soul like even if there's a fleeting moment where you go and you get a little like dopamine spike the come down from that knowing that you that you uh, sought it out or accepted it from a source that is like not only less than ideal but is designed to like that's not gonna make you feel good no we and Dave and I were talking about it in the car. We're like, I think there's no right or wrong with like dating or whatever it is, but it, stop doing it if it doesn't feel good. Yep. Yeah, and you're you don't need all these rules and stuff. And the person who's really right for you is gonna be right for you no matter what. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's very funny how gigantic the like dating or life coach or dating coach industry is. Where it's I like, I mean, not just weird pickup artist shit but just like books like why men marry bitches and it's like you could just find someone who's nice to you that makes you feel nice yeah and let that grow also also imagine if you like hooked a guy by reading like why men date bitches and you like you figured out that formula and you hacked the formula and you figured that out. Are you going to feel good dating the person that you caught doing that? Like, no Also, you're going to keep that up your whole life? I went on a date before this. I went on the worst date ever just a couple weeks ago and I don't know if he was, what's it called, negging? I don't know if he was Mm. negging me on purpose or he's just a dumb-dumb. I say he was negging you. But he was just like explicitly told me how he's normally... He likes a body type that's pretty much opposite of mine. He was like very, he likes curvy, thick girls like Latinas. And then he said something like, you know, I like a butt that could that can kill you. And I was like, well, I don't have that. And he was like, yours is all right. And I'm like, oh my Oof. God. I think, it, A, I want to scold him on a lot of different levels. B. I had tweeted about that. I know. And it was so sad and And true. today I did a follow-up tweet and I was like, my favorite kind of guy is the guy who admits he has dad bod but then has specific requirements for women's bodies yeah fuck that guy it I, makes me mad yeah. it makes me weirdly mad i there's something really gross about men being like i have a specific body type i like don't say it out loud yeah how about just go get it keep it in your head know how limiting it is and that you're probably missing your soulmate because of the fact <laughs> that you have an idea that your soulmate comes in a very specific package yeah and and don't say it out loud to a woman who especially doesn't have your body type. Yeah, it was so weird. But also, if you say if you say that kind of a thing, you You're don't gross. deserve a quote unquote soulmate because and you've he didn't been condi- say it mean. Well, that's a tricky thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be said with like a snarl to to know like oh, yeah. this hits me in the wrong way. Yeah, I just think. If your approach to dating is like a point system of like, if I say this, then she's going to be off guard and then I can, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have zero approach. Somebody uh, told me very recently that, uh, what is it? My approach is feigning that I have no approach. And I was like, well, 
I guess it's that's not totally untrue, but also I don't I don't go in going like I'm gonna do exactly this. Yeah. If I'm being naive, it's because I literally have no idea that a person likes me until they're like a half an inch from my face. Right. Because I just need the indicators because of growing up and being the most unfuckable person until like you, you know you hit a certain level and like oh now I now I'm around people who don't think I'm unattractive because I'm not in high school or college or whatever. Right. Um. That's a long way to go to say, like, sometimes people want to have sex with me and I'm bragging. <laughs> I would say people want to have sex with you a lot. Yeah. yeah. I know so many people that want to have sex with you. It's mind blowing. No, because I feel like we do this sometimes and then I press you and it's like the one person. It's like one person. <laughs> it's always like four. Which is always It's nice. always it's like al- four to five. I'm not going to lie. It's always four to five. Well, you're keeping some stuff under your hat that seems like an off the mic convo. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about it here. Um, is it weird for you to be sitting across from us and we have the same exact coloring uh, and the same face? Yeah, I don't exactly. <laughs> I don't really know where to look, so I've just been kind of looking at Ryan. I the know whole time. you have been I'm like the same color eyes too. Yeah, we are the same color. Yours colors. are a little greener, I think. Is it inappropriate to ask yeah. you? And this might seem weird coming at like the end of the episode, but like, yeah. who? Which one? Like, who are you? Oh, what do you mean? Like, so I'm pointing. So there's two ladies. That I'm oh, looking oh. at. One lady has like a, a white dress, and one lady has like a shirt and like a sk- skirt. Okay, I'll tell and you how to both tell us apart. Ladies, I'll tell you how. Ready? Who are you? You're talking, Stevie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I can, see. Okay, I knew that. I actually did know that. Sometimes this thing called voices. Yeah, you can listen here are to a few them. cues. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few cues. Number Our one, I always sit here. Mm. Yeah. Number two, we have different voices. Mm. Number three, she has bangs. I don't. Oh, that's true. Which is not always the case, though. Sometimes no, you one do. point we had the same, we same bangs, ha- same mm. haircut, same bun, same bangs. <laughs> but here's how you can always tell us apart. I am the casual version of Dre. Mm. So if Dre's wearing a nice fancy dress, I'm probably wearing jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> if Dre is wearing a summer dress, I'm probably wearing summer shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> No matter what is happening, Dre is That's a so she's a little more put together than me, and she has um, she's a little more 1950s than me. I am like the 1960s Dre. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, she's a little 1960s. I do go for 1960s with a side a side, side of, of 1950s. 50s. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I'm I was like, wearing a 1950s yeah, skirt. Yes, I usually go 60s. Yeah, she's like 60s. This 60s, is more 60s. A but little this is new. A little 50s. Yeah. I'm like late 60s, early 70s. Yes. So you're like a summer beach baby. Yeah, who can't put an outfit on. <laughs> but you, okay. Because so, you're too free. Because I like, I'm just casual. <laughs> but that's something that you can articulate about your, like, okay, so for example, uh, maybe this is getting, well, not maybe, this is getting off track. But mm-hmm. um, so I know who you're talking about, and he's very well put together and well dressed. But yeah. does it ever bother? I feel like I know the answer is going to be yes. But for example, uh, Dre, you're wearing a nice dress. Stevie, you have an outfit that you put together, even though you say you didn't put on an outfit. I knew it was going to be hot today. Um, I am wearing uh, sneakers I've had for five years. Mm -hmm. I am wearing, admittedly, a t-shirt that I think is a nice, fun t-shirt. But I'm wearing wearing basketball shorts. Yeah. Is it infuriating or at least frustrating that like the vast majority of men in comedy or in this kind of extended social circle dress like their babies who just kind of rolled around in a pile of clothes? It's not infuriating to me, but I will say I am. That is another thing that I didn't touch on. I really like that this person has a sense of style because then I don't feel so out of place if I have my sense of style. Yeah, on. it's yeah. not like a schlub doing comedy next to a girl who puts together this incredible outfit. Yeah. You're right. I'm like, we walk in and <laughs> And you dress cool. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You both. I actually think it's really cool that he has such a cool sense of style. Mm-hmm. I've seen his sense of style once yeah. in person and thought it was very, really, like, I thought I was like, oh, that guy dresses very cool. Yeah. Dave, it's not infuriating, but it is discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it depends yeah. on the girl, too. Like, some girls like to dress super cash and maybe they want their guy to be cash, too. Yeah. I think it depends yeah. on the person. I like a cash guy. But I don't want a guy in gym shorts ever. Sorry, go to the Dave. go to I the mean, gym in gym shorts and then take them off and wash them and make sure I never have to see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a very. I don't conscious. like men in shorts though either. I think no. men in shorts are weird. Even a nice pair. See, like it has I, to be a good cut. Yeah, this is this was a conscious choice for how you warm I knew it was going to be. Me. And I said I'm yeah. going to wear basketball shorts, and I did. But in general, I think it's 
it's interesting because I don't I don't think I dress like garbage, but I think that no. it's like a nice version <laughs> of like rolling around like a baby in a pile of laundry is what I do. But my pile of laundry is like, oh, I found four to five button down shirts that like look nice. And yeah. I know when jeans are, it's time to throw away a yeah. pair of jeans or if maybe like that doesn't fit well. And I know when to buy new sneakers, but it is saying like, I always have clean sneakers and jeans where it's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're, and you, and it's Sunday for a podcast and you're wearing a dress and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's also very hot, so this is a functional choice. Yes. Yeah, we all warned like, each other. I don't even hot, have hot, a brawn. Yeah, no, no one should. I do have a little bra sweat. I mean, a boob sweat yeah. underneath. That's a I burn everything exclusive. But then also because <laughs> the dress is white, no one knows that. You never see so, it. So this has been a smarter choice than you think. Secrets. Yeah, it's, I think on a hot day, a skirt or a dress, very good choice. Oh yeah. Okay, ready for this? Yeah. We have five questions we ask every listener. Okay. You can answer them however you want. Usually, like rapid fire is real fun. Okay. Um, are you but ready? it's also up to you. It's up to I'm you. Ready. You can do it how you want to. Okay. Number one, what's your favorite food? Oh, peanut butter. Ooh. Great answer. <laughs> that is kind a of good answer. Chunky or smooth? I, I, buy, bo- I buy both. Yeah. So I actually have both jars in my house. What, really? Yeah. I was going to ask if you alternate. I kind of have them both open and I just see how I feel. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's great. Keeping it cash. Number two, do you believe in soulmates? Um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I love that. Acceptable answer. That's the first time we've had that answer, and I really like that. Yeah. I also love when people answer questions I don't know, and they're like, I don't know. I'm not going to explain myself, because I I feel like there's so much power in that. It's like, I love the idea of it, but I don't know. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite thing to cook or bake for someone? Ooh. Hmm. Uh, Probably baked macaroni and cheese, actually. Mm. Vegan or non-vegan? Vegan, because I'm really good at it, and it tastes really good. Mm. It sounds great. I kind of want that right now. If someone was to ever feed me. <laughs> Number four. What's si- the second <laughs> the second answer would be um, chocolate peanut butter brownies. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at this. Peanut butter is a number one theme here. Yeah. Number four. What's your favorite drink? Doesn't have to be alcohol. Water with lemon. And, and I'm really particular and I buy cold pressed lemon juice in a jar and I put every single water I have, I put lemon in it. Where do you get this cold pressed lemon juice? Um, Lassen's. And there's two brands. There's Santa Cruz. That's a little more tart. And then there's Lakewood Organic. And that's more smooth. And if you put too much in, it doesn't. it's not a tart bomb. Which one do you get? Lakewood. So if you put too much in, it tastes like you're drinking a fresh lemonade that's not sugary. So Whoa. I put lemon in all of my water. I'm definitely going to last since not on a Sunday. Yeah. That was a cool answer. I just wish that you were less vague about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look. The cool part about Dre is she's very specific. Mm-hmm. She has specifics. I think it's so... And I whatever. can't not share them. I yeah. Mean, I, I like that about you. It's... it's. I do. I'm more and more conscious of this every moment of my life getting older, but I just think it's so great to know what you like. I know. Because it's it hot. informs what you... Because what you don't like... Just, just whatever, eating something and going, I don't think I like that restaurant. And then just going there forever because it's like in your neighborhood. Yeah, no, no. Which is sort of something I do. And I should stop doing that. I would actually venture to say, Dre operates exactly opposite of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> if I can say what part of the spectrum you guys are on, you are exactly opposite. That's so he, funny. Well, and I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. We, uh... Dre and I have known each other for several years, yeah. and I feel like that may, I mean, that's sort of... It, I actually think it's true. It mm-hmm. kind In not of a bad makes way. a lot of sense. No, yeah. I don't think it's bad at all, but I think now it it's makes, so it's kind of... It's true. Very true. You're like, Dave is like malleable and open to changing his mind, not even sure what kind of foods he likes, and... Doesn't want to make a decision. Isn't really interested in having boundaries and... Okay, saying I'm not interested in having boundaries. Okay, he's is, he does I'm play with being interested. interested. <laughs> he just doesn't. I dabble in boundaries. I feel like for you, even though we're not super close, this is what I gather that you don't want to make a strong choice or statement about any one thing in case you would miss another. Whereas I will make a strong statement about something and I am totally fine with saying the opposite the day later. The oh, day, that's the nice. next day. And yeah, there is an I would Emerson. Say that's nice poem quote where it's it's something like speak today's words in hard words that's wrong already and tomorrow speak tomorrow's words in hard words again maybe thoughts opinions and hard words again although it may contradict everything you said today yeah hell yeah great and it's like like, oh so you will be misunderstood to be great to be creative is to be misunderstood 
I love that. And also it, it stand, it's like a great idea of like being like, it's okay to change your mind, but also to not address that you're changing your mind to just be like, today I feel one thing. Today I feel another thing. Yeah. And that's okay. Crunchy and smooth. But people get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really oh, good. It's the perfect distillation of your personality in a food choice. Oh, man. It's they're so good. They're both in my kitchen, and I'm happy to admit it. And they're both open. And if you that. don't understand it, that's all right. There's the door. Yeah, there's the door. Go home. You don't even have to go home. You just have to be okay with not understanding it. Yeah. <laughs> be open and not getting it. Number five. One piece of advice that relates to food and relationships that you'd like to give to our listeners. Say it's solicited. I keep saying this because people are like, oh, don't give advice. I'm like, just say it. Someone's like soliciting advice. Oh, boy. I guess I would say make choices that make that truly make you feel good in the core of your body, Mm. regardless of what other people are doing. And I think we gather information as well as far as what makes our body feel good in relationships and foods. And sometimes we don't trust that because it's not what everyone else is doing. That's great. I couldn't love that more. I think that's like something you could literally write on your refrigerator and <laughs> then in your bathroom, then in your car, and you could use it anywhere. Yeah. Get it laminated. Just make a bunch of copies. We might. We might make some eyebrow and everything copies of that. Um, Dre, you've been the best guest. Thanks, I'm guys. Gonna sh- I'm going to share all your stuff like with people so they'll know where to look, up, look cool. you up and stuff. But um, we end every podcast with you breaking up with us however you'd like to. Oh, wow. Because that's the end. Okay, so guys, this has been so great. And we've all learned, I think, a lot about each other. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that we would continue to learn more if we went in different directions. And I just want you (laughs) both to be the best you. And I don't think that my staying here in this room will really facilitate your growth. <laughs> so so I I feel like we should all like, you know, get in our separate cars or even if you guys want to carpool together, that's fine. But like go to our separate places and, and just know that we all really love and respect each other. And, you know, we can check in. Well. Later. Oh. Um, I'm okay with all that, but you realize we all live in Los Feliz and that we're going to run into each other, right? Yeah, and I mean, we don't have to split up the neighborhood restaurants or anything, but like maybe we'll go in shifts and we'll just let each other know what time. You okay with this, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I need to, like, I gotta be at Mess Hall at least three times a week. Right. I just want to let that... I'm actually more concerned with Dave, like, we'll let Dave know what time. Stevie and I are kind of so in tune with the universe that if we don't want to see someone at a certain place at a certain time, we'll just put it out there and it won't happen. True. Um, Truth, except for at stamp, like we say every time. Cool. That seems, I mean, maybe I'm just being sensitive. It kind of seems like you and Stevie are going to stay together and you're both dumping me. Oh, interesting. That's a good take and an accurate take. It's an accurate take, (laughs) but it also says a lot about where you are right now. Wow. Stevie's tone changed in a way that makes me think that that's, that is what's going on. So I'm actually going to leave. You guys can chill. Um, I guess the, all I ask is that later on, let me know which one you use the crunchy and which one you use the smooth, you know? But uh, thanks. I'm just going to take off. Okay, bye, Dave. Um, thank cool. you so I mean, much for... I mean, the fact that you would imply that one of us has to be crunchy and one of us has to be smooth, this is kind of why we're breaking up. Yeah. But <laughs> to like, us, we, we have to pick. Yeah, we wouldn't really describe ourselves like that. Yeah, just, we're both. So. I guess I would describe myself more as crunchy than smooth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm just both. Here, yeah, in a swirl. Uh, Yum. That looks good. Okay. I'm just going to maybe grab some on the way home. All right. Bye, Dave. Bye. Bye, Dave. This feels better. Yeah, I feel much more safe. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Network.